he started sharing some of your comedy with me. Right. One of the things that I thought was hilarious that I would love for you to talk about, about the uh, the bill collector that was trying to collect money from your mom. Can you share that? Uh, yeah, well, the story is that I grew up in Middlesex County, New Jersey. My mom died on 4th of July, 2010. About six months later, I get a notice for her for jury duty. So I call him up. I said, listen, the woman is dead. She died in your county about six months ago, and she's not showing up for jury duty. And the lady on the other end, I don't know how, how old she was, she says, well, we're going to put a bench warrant out for her arrest. I go, did you hear what you just said? The woman is dead. Are you going to put a bench warrant out for her arrest? Absolutely right. If she doesn't show up, put a bench warrant out for her arrest. I go, oh, good, because she's in Bethlehemville Cemetery, the third street, the fourth grade from the left. You can leave her right there because that's where she is. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with these people? You're going to put a bench warrant out for somebody who's dead? Are you freaking nuts or what? So a waste of paper, a waste of whatever they're going to do. And they could, all they had to do was look up the records in Middlesex County. They were sure she was dead. But she didn't want to do that, apparently. She, it was easier for her to put a bench warrant out for somebody who was dead, which made no freaking sense at all. What do I know? The state government, what can I tell you? you now, you have recently told me about a knife and a plastic a plastic spoon and a fork. Can you tell that joke uh, real quick? It's a plastic knife. It's a plastic knife. Here, if you go to eat at Newark Airport, I guess it's Kennedy, too. The PSA says you can't have a knife, but you can have a regular fork, though. Like, you can't do damage with a fork. You can poke somebody's eye out with that freaking fork. But you can have one, though. But TSA rules say you can't have a knife. So they give you a plastic knife with a regular fork. Because I flew to Orlando uh, to see uh, my girlfriend, and there it was, a plastic knife with a regular fork. Like, I can't do damage with that fork. I could poke somebody's eye out. I could stab somebody in the neck, put a knife, I mean, a fork through their fucking jugular. But that's okay. But not, not, but not a knife, though. TSA rules. Well, that's how you spell stupid. TSA, you know? Share. You've shared a number of them with me. That's why I'm trying to recall. But one of the things again. Most obviously, because if you, it's like it's like a, it's like a girl who wears a low cut top and then wonders why everybody looks at her. You know, your boobs are hanging out and you got daisy dukes on. You wonder why guys are looking at you. Really? You think you, what you're wearing for? For attention, so somebody will look at you. So then you get mad when somebody looks at you. That doesn't make sense to me. Well, you're exactly right. Well, they they got a T-shirt that says, "You want some of this?" 
Right. Right. Or they're not wearing a bra and their fucking tits are sticking out. I mean, what do you think guys are going to do? They're going to freaking look at you, you moron. And some women might look at you too. I don't know. You know, they, they can't, you know, they may not just be guys, you know. Oh, you, you don't even know. They, you know, girls wear dating suits now. You never know if it's a guy or a girl that's looking at you, you know. Yeah, I went into a, uh, one of those uh, UPS type places and a guy was going through a sex change and I'm ready to go next online and luckily the woman to his right said next and I went over to her real quick because I wanted to deal with somebody who you know who was a real person and the guy was looking at me or, or the uh, the person who was going through this transformation I go gee I got enough going on in my life without having to deal with this person today thank God you know that you know that I was right. able to get the other person not being judgmental because you know you know right. people are who they are but this is just an observation that I see I said gee I wonder how this tormented this person's parents to see somebody you know right. you know just confused in life right hey, oh yeah there's a lot of confused people oh yeah absolutely. Yeah, I mean, like like one, for example, like Bruce Jenner goes through the gender bender thing. He was 65 years old. I mean, gee, by 65 years old, you say, you know what? If I, if there's reincarnation, I'll come back again as a female. But I won't do it now and terrorize all my parents, my children, and everybody who's alive to go through this bizarro situation. I just, I just want to, I think he just want to take it to Captain Man. Uh, no, that's what I think. Well, I think goddamn, he didn't care for that. That's exactly right. But you know, it's just sad that you know, like people, like people are are stupid. I mean, really, period. I mean, yeah. you got that right, and you just wonder, you know, like when I see somebody who's got like tattoos all over their body, you know, one or two isn't distasteful. But when you got all over the place, I kid around one guy. I said, "Hey, by the way, you missed the spot," you know. <laughs> I crack up like you know like do you realize that these things don't come off you know you know a joke about tattoos you know a joke about the tattoo about the guy the lady wants a Christmas tree on one leg and a New Year's thing on the other side and the guy says what, what's that for he says my son says there's nothing to eat there between the holidays <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I uh, see stuff that that are in cartoons. Huh? I see things that are in cartoons and crayon, you know, crayons. Right. I said, like, gee, you know, you could have, for 99 cents, bought, you know, a cartoon crayon book instead of putting that ridiculous thing on your forehead, you know? Right. I, I just crack up and I go, gee. Hey. You know, but, you know, in, in today's day and age, you can't yeah, do get somebody off. Yeah, you know, you can't do what, what Lenny Bruce did or George Carlin. I mean, the things that they did that they said, or even the TV shows, what they showed, you know, you say to yourself, like, how did they get away with it? But I guess it was the era, you know, that, right. that they grew up in. But today, you know, it's like they read you the Riot Act. Oh, God forbid well, for well, something. Well, they were part of the riot now. Come on. Oh, for sure. I mean, Archie, he was like, uh, he was the best and yet the worst. But at that time, right. you know, like he could walk on water. Right. <laughs> so, um, now, just going back a little bit, like, what was your first, okay. uh, what got you into comedy? What got you where you really got excited uh, about? Well, I, mean, I, was always, I was always kind of funny, and I always wanted to try it. And I saw uh, an ad on, on the internet. I said, Caroline's Comedy School, 450 for 10 weeks. And so I applied to it, I gave the money, and it was uh, one class once a week for two hours um, with Liz Smith, who used to write for Leno and Letterman, but she decided she wanted to come back to the East Coast and be with her family. And they can't say you're not funny. They try to critique your writing, 
and get you, you know, get used to stage time. Which, unless you're on stage all the time, you're not used to stage time. It just doesn't work. You got to be up there all the time, once a week or once every couple of weeks, because stage time is very difficult. So we did a uh, at the end. Well, I should. I was going to throw out every class because I couldn't shut up. I was critiquing everybody's writing, and uh, the teacher said, "Hey, that's my job. You stupid ass. You're going to get thrown out of class." Um, so, as wacky as I am, um, I have a friend of mine that owns a trophy shop, so I said, listen, maybe we can get her a trophy, like a little plaque that says, best comedy teacher of the year, and throw our names on for like three bucks each. So, there was 20 of us, so it cost us like $60. I, I think I put it in the tag just to make it 70 and he did it for us, and he put um, best comedy teacher of the year, and he put our names on it, and he put Miss Smith, and um, I gave it to her at the showcase, and she just broke down completely saying that nobody was willing to do that for her. But at the showcase, um, she listed the names in order of how, how we were going. And I was for it. And I was fine with that. We're, we're practicing our jokes and we're doing, you know, we're all going through our, our shtick a little bit. And she comes up to me and says, I got some good news and bad news for you. I said, well, tell me the bad news first. She said, you're first. I said, what's the good news? You're first. <laughs> and so I was nervous as, as hell. And then one of the guys came up to me and said, you know, Alan, you can't do one of your jokes because if you do, uh, my whole act was out the window. So as a good schmuck that I am, and I say good schmuck because I'm Jewish, um, I, I agreed to it. And in the middle of my act, I realized I can't do this joke. And as I realized it, I, I have about two minutes left. I, I can't remember the rest of my act now because it interrupted my whole freaking, uh, you know, my, my thought, my thought process. So, one of the girls, I admit to the crowd that I was a little nervous first time up there, you know, I forgot some of my material. And one of the girls from the second showcase, there was roughly about 150 people, 200 people in the first showcase, about the same in the second, because you were allowed to bring uh, like five people each. Um, and so she said something about, just go it, don't worry about it. And everything came back. And I did my showcase, and I played Caroline once again, and I played a small, couple of small clubs in Jersey. I hosted them, I played, I did comic, I filled in for somebody once as a, as a host, uh, comedian, and uh, I, br I branched out from comedy to acting, which I had some acting classes when I was younger, um, with a guy who was on uh, The Hulk, he did some guest shots on The Hulk when he was younger, um, about, he was on like five or six episodes, and he decided he, was, he didn't want to be on the West Coast anymore, he wanted to teach uh, acting, so I took some of his classes. And so I branched out from comedy to acting, and now I'm doing podcasts, and um, I may do a podcast on my own, uh, come October, November, with a friend of mine, who's uh, named Artie, the psychic, and he's been married three times, I have busted balls, because I said, what's the matter, you're a psychic, you can see that coming three times, you're divorced, <laughs> you see that? And of course, he said he can't read himself, and uh, I've been divorced for like 23 years, so I've done a lot of internet dating, I have stories about people who say they like me one night. And then six hours later, they don't like me anymore. So um, we're going to do relationships from a guy's point of view. And you can call in and tell us your story, what's going on in your relationships, or what relate, or, or, or your battle scars in your relationships that you're in, or past relationships, whatever, and how we would have handled it, or how we would advise you to handle it. Let's put it that way. Got a question so, for you. Guy, yeah. You talked about internet dating, right? Yes. So now you, you meet the person on the internet, and then you, you meet them at a coffee shop to see if you, you, you click? Uh, I usually take them out to dinner. Um, if you can't afford dinner, then you shouldn't be doing internet dating. Okay, you take them out to a Friday where it's public so they feel safe, or, uh, 
pancakes or somewhere where they feel safe, so they don't feel threatened. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, and of course, you go through the night, and they say, "Hey, okay, what do you think at the end of the night?" Oh, I had a great time. I really liked you, nice guy. And then you catch them the next morning, say good morning, and they say, "Oh, I didn't think I didn't think it was a connection." Really? Why didn't you tell me last night? Look out the problem. Because you were paying um, the bill. Here's, here's an example of one of them. I meet this lady uh, in a Fridays right near her house, so she feels comfortable. I know the area, so that's not a problem. And oh, you're a great guy. I really like you. Oh, you're sweet. You're you know you're you're everything I'm looking for. And she tells me her daughter's having surgery the next day. So I I say, listen, I hope your daughter makes out okay. And the next morning I text her. I said, listen, good morning. Uh, great time. I'm looking forward to seeing you again. Hope your daughter makes out okay today. Well, later on in the day I got a text from this lady. I can't see you. I said, why not? You're too concerned about my dog. Yeah. What else is going on in your life, honey? Because obviously something else. It wasn't that. Because most women say, hey, the guy's really concerned about me. Now it seems like a sincere guy. You know what I'm saying? She decides that because I'm concerned about her dog, and I'm a dog, I'm a dog lover, I'm an animal lover, that she doesn't like that she can't go out with me anymore. Really? Where did that come from? You know what I mean? I guess that was the only excuse that she could come up with. You know? Yeah. Right. Right. Or how about I meet a lady at a restaurant. She picks the restaurant. She gets lost going there. Okay, so she tells me she has a, she has a house in Florida. She has a nice Lexus with Florida plates. She tells me I, I'm I'm driving down here in a couple of weeks, but I don't want to drive down by myself. I said, well, if we start going out, I'll drive down with you, and we'll stop and have fun along the way. And she said, yeah, and I'll pay for I'll pay for your plane ticket back. I said, okay. So we we have a nice we have a nice dinner. We have nice drinks. She tells me her her husband committed suicide like seven years before, and she's way over it now. And da 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 da. da. And so I text her. I said, listen. When you get home, because she's about halfway between my house and her house, um, I said, text her when you get home. So she texts me, I'm home. I text her, I'm almost home. I said, oh, I'm looking forward to seeing you again. She oh, yeah, yeah, you're a great guy. I text her the next morning, say good morning. She goes, I didn't think there was a love connection last night. Wow. What happened between 9 o'clock at night, 8 o'clock in the morning? Obviously, there was something else going on that she didn't want to tell me, obviously. Yeah, some of these women. One night I'm driving you to Florida. Next, the next morning, you don't, you don't, you don't like me. What the hell's going on? That's kind of odd. Let me ask you this. Some of these girls, I mean, do they actually post a picture of themselves when they're posting somebody else's picture? No, they post a picture of themselves, but usually it's about five years old. <laughs> so when you see them, when you see them, they have a little more crow's feet and a few more wrinkles on them and maybe a few more pounds. You know, but in the most part, if you think they're nice people, you say, you know, you don't blow them off. Listen, I, I've had women where I, I say, listen, you know what, you're just not for me. Uh, you're a nice lady, but you're not for me. Or you're not ready for a relationship yet. You think you are, but you're not. You know, because I'll, I'll press them. You know, I, I, I met this woman, she's a very nice lady. Um, her husband died like four years ago. She had to ask her son if she, if she could start going on internet dating. So I said, you got to ask your son, you're 60 years old, really? Well, I got to make sure that I wouldn't hurt his feelings if I came somewhere with a guy. I said, listen to me, honey, you're 60 years old. Okay, I said, let me ask you a question. What's going to happen when you start going out with a guy and he wants to go to bed with you? You're going to say, I got to ask my son. <laughs> you know, he's 60 years old. Come on. So she goes, well, I wouldn't do that. I go, listen to me. I'm not. You're a nice lady, but I don't think you're ready for this yet. You're still, you're still in your in your uh, emotions with your husband dying four or five years ago because you can't. If you want, you got to ask your son whether you can go out with somebody if, if your husband dying for five years. That's strange. I said, and I said, you start meeting somebody out here, and after three or four days, they're going to want to go to bed, and you better be ready for it. She goes, well, I don't know what I would do. I said, well, you better find out 
they're going to do because the guy is going to tell you get lost real quick. Okay, you haven't been out here. I'm telling you what goes on out here. After three or four days, the guy wants to go to bed with you. Okay, he spends the money and he wants to go to bed with you. That's what's going on out here. And if you're not ready for that, you're going to have a problem. She goes, well, I think I'm ready. I said, well, I'm just telling you. I've been out here 20 years. I'm telling you, you ain't ready, honey. So, <laughs> I wasn't trying to be mean. I was just trying to tell the facts. You know what I'm saying? Well, some people have a hard time seeing uh, what things really are. Reality. Yeah. Right. Reality. Right. And I did when I first got divorced, you know, 23 years ago. I didn't understand it until I met some people that took me under their wing. And as I was going through it, I still didn't understand it until I got out of my, you know, when you get divorced, there's emotions just like a death. You have to go through it. And once you get out of it and move on with your life, then you see it for really what it was. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, so, exactly. I'm uh, a jack of all trades, master of none, or that's some, and I've been all around the world, and that's some, even though I have the 99 faith. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so you can find me on uh, the G Man Comment on my Facebook page or www.thegman.net. Gotcha. And if there's anything else you want to know about me, you just, just give me a shout or email or whatever, and I'll, I'm, I'm an open book. Well, I want to thank you because. I don't, I, don't hide, I don't hide a whole lot, so. Well, I can tell you, you've shared quite a bit today with giving out your websites and where the listeners can find you. And uh, I've had a blast doing this show with you. And uh, hopefully maybe sometime in the near future or future we can, we can do this again. So I want to thank you for coming on the show. As long as you, as long as you enjoy it, we can do it again. All right, yeah, definitely. I, I, I'd love to do it again. I think you're a very funny guy. Your story is a, a very entertaining, and without blowing any right. smoke, you know, I love, I love you like a brother because a lot of people don't want to tell people what they actually feel. It's like they feel right. it inside, but they won't say it. It's like, I love you, honey, on the outside, but on the inside, right. bitch. You know, it's like, come on, right. guy. You know, like, you know. Right. Tell people what you think. Just call her bitch to her face, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> and cover up because you might get twice in the head. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Cover up quick. Yeah, do, do the, do yeah the, real quick. Don't, don't become the rope and dope. Yeah? Put your hands over your nuts because you may not have it when you get talking. That's exactly right. Don't do what Muhammad Ali did. Stand on the ropes and take the game. You told me recently you took a job yes. as an Uber driver. Lyft. With Lyft, okay. Explain the difference. Okay, so basically. Which, which, which story would you like to have? There's about six of them I can tell you. Which one would you like? The funniest. Uh, uh, well, well, there's one that, uh, there's a couple of them that are funny, and this one I don't think you know. I picked up a guy who was going to rehab for the sixth time, and it's about 45 a mile ride I took him on. And he says, we don't, we get off the highway, could you stop and get me a bottle of gin? I went, wait a minute, you're going to rehab and you want a bottle of gin on the way. Are you nuts? He goes, no, I want a bottle of gin. So I said, listen, I'm not, I'll stop, but I'm not getting you the bottle. You want that bottle, you buy it yourself. So it turns out that the liquor store was a quarter mile, maybe an eighth of a mile from where I'm dropping them off. So we get there, and he, he won't tell the nurse his name. So they're paying for the ride, so they said they're going to bill him later, but... We're paying for the ride. If he doesn't give us his name, you're going to take him back to his father's house. So he finally gives the nurse the name, and she says, you know, he's, he blew a 3.0 in the breathalyzer at 4.0. He goes to the hospital. I said, 
guess he's a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I guess so. And then uh, there's the one where I pick up these two ladies at uh, Kmart, and they got Kmart badges on them. And uh, I drop them off into a two black women. Um, I drop them off into an ethnic neighborhood in Newark, which I know. I know the whole whole area real well. And when they get out, I notice that I have leather seats in it. I have my car is all leather, so it's an Explorer Limited, and it's all leather. So I put a towel down in the back seat, so they, in case somebody has something in their back pocket. You know, they don't cut my feet. Well, I noticed that my $3 towel that I got from ShopRite is missing. <laughs> so, apparently, they, they, they couldn't get a towel from from uh, Kmart, or they stole mine. You know? Yeah, that's so amazing. Kind of funny. That's kind of funny, but better, better than that, I pick up this black lady in New Brunswick, which is not the greatest area, but I, I know pretty well. I take her to another part of the town, which is nasty, but I know the area, so it doesn't bother me. I'm talking about, you know, I used to be in the car business. So I'm talking about leasing cars and stuff like that. She says, I hope this doesn't offend you. Now, granted, she had a free face, but she weighed about 400 pounds. So she says to me, I hope this doesn't offend you, but I've been leasing out my pussy for years. <laughs> now, where did this come from? We're talking about leasing cars. Okay? Why would you say something like that to a stranger that you don't even know? Unless she was trying to say that she would give me a, you know, instead of paying my fare, I don't know. I wasn't doing that, though. <laughs> She was a four-bagger, that's in case the other three fall off, you know. <laughs> it's a one-bagger, a two-bagger, a three-bagger, and a four-bagger. One bagger is because you don't want to see what you're doing. Two baggers in case the one bag falls off. Three baggers in case the two bags fall off. And four baggers in case the first three fall off. <laughs> 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 and then there's the, the girl who I pick up, a little skinny black girl in Plainfield. If you know Jersey, Plainfield's so-so. <laughs> if I know the area, like I said, so it don't bother me. And I hear her say to her boyfriend, you know, I'm taking a lift to the, to, the, to the post office. And the guy must have said, you know, who picked you up? And she said, oh, an older white gentleman. I said, I'm older, but I'm white anyway. And so I hear her say, You're gonna go, we're going to do the nasty later, right? And I guess he said, yeah. And next words out of her mouth is, but, but you don't like to go down on me. Do I need to know this? <laughs> you know, I don't need to know this shit. And then, of course, one of the first rides that were kind of screwy went for me. I picked up these two girls you know, at this warehouse in Linden, and they're going to Elizabeth, which is so-so, some of the areas. And they start playing this, this uh, video, nigga, 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 motherfucker, 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 on the phone. And they're talking about these guys that they're fucking around with in hotels and motels. And like, do I need to hear this shit, really? And then recently... I picked up a guy going to a hamburger place. He was a manager at a nice place. It's, it's an organic hamburger called Zinburger. And everything's organic and everything's fresh. He's the manager. And so he gets in the car, and it's a share ride. So I get hit with another another ride. And it's a couple, a young couple, about 19, 21, 22 years old. I don't know. And they say to the guy, now my Explorer is pretty big. So they say to the guy, can you sit in the front? I'm like, why can't you sit in the back? The two of you got, you know, there's plenty of room for three people in the back. And anyway, he gets out, and I notice that she's got her hand on his balls through his pants, and he's got his hand on her pussy through her pants. And so I said, where are you going? Oh, we're going to New Brunswick Court, because he's got a custody suit going on with his ex-wife or girlfriend or whatever. So when he gets out, I see him adjust his underwear. I guess he must have shifted a little bit with her hand on there or whatever. But you can't make this crap up. You really can't. You know, this is shit that, you know, it's human nature. It's just like you can't make this shit up. You know what I mean? So you get, you get some funny, funny stories that I tell. And of course, you know, I'm an observation comedian. So um, compared to Seinfeld, and what that means is I pay attention to shit that nobody pays attention to. 
Like, for example, there's a Macy's near my house, and I went to buy a pair of pants, and I noticed I needed a belt, but the pants were thirty nine ninety nine, and the belt was eighty seven ninety nine because it was Hugo Boss. I don't give a shit what the fuck it is. The belt is more than the fucking pants? I don't think so. There's something wrong there, you know what I'm saying? The pants shouldn't be more less than the freaking belt. I drive a Ford Explorer, and Ford used to have a commercial that said the Ford Explorer is the best thing on this UV on the planet. And here's your question. Do we sell SUVs on other planets? Not that I know of. <laughs> okay. Or like GMC has a commercial right now that says the trucks are professional grade. Were they before? Professional? <laughs> no shit like that I pick up on. Or, you know, there's a cemetery near my house uh, that uh, said open house on Saturday and Sunday. So I made up a joke about it. I want to die where it's not open. You know? <laughs> Observation is very funny. For years, right. looking at things and say, why don't people see this? Real quick, I'll just throw a little, a little thunder right. here. But my, myself, I go into a Walgreens and I see that the, the clock is set back one hour. And I just came, you know, from the, the West Coast. Right. I'm saying, gee, let me tell right. somebody about the clock. So I do. Tell the manager. But three months later, the clock is still one hour set back. Right, right. And I'm saying, is right. something wrong with this picture? Yeah. Wait, here's a story that happened about two weeks ago. I went to that electric light orchestra at the garden, and I meet my friend afterwards for a couple of drinks, and we have a little something to eat at Mustang Harry's down the street. And on the way down the escalator, I said, you know what, I feel like a Reese's Buttercup. So they got a pack, they got two, a two-pack, it's a giant pack, whatever, on the counter. So I, I buy it. It's two forty nine. I get the guy $5. I take three steps out of the store, I open it up, it's melted. So I bring it back. The guy said, would you want another one? I go, listen, if these, this one's melted, they're all freaking melted, you moron. So he says, well, did you give me cash or a charge? I said, I just walked out of the store. So he goes, well, where's your receipt? I said, you didn't give me one. Well, I can't give you back the 249 if you don't give me a receipt. So he calls the manager over. The manager says, well, I can't give you back the money if you don't have a receipt. I said, the guy didn't give me one. I said, I took three steps out of the freaking door. And the manager says, well, without the receipt, we can't give you back the money. I go, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, the guy didn't give it to me. Well, it's your responsibility to ask him for a receipt. I go, listen to me, honey. I gave him a $5 bill. He thinks I gave him a freaking credit card, which I didn't do. He gave me two fifty one back. Here it is right here in my hand if you want it. But can I get my two forty nine back? No, we have to put two forty nine on a on a debit card for you. Twenty minutes it took. <laughs> I swear to God, it's honest truth. Twenty minutes it took. I almost missed my freaking train. I was, I was ready to tell them to take a two forty nine and show up their ass. I swear to God. I mean, I just walked out of the store like literally three seconds. I took three steps and I saw it was melted. I put it back. I want, I want my money back. And I just said, well, you know, why should you take another one? Well, it's worth melted. They're all melted, you moron. You know, it's funny, but I think the title of this interview is You Can't Make This Up. That's right. You can't make this shit up. That's right. Wait, here's a better, here's a better one. About three years ago, maybe four, I'm on the parkway at the Garden State Parkway in New Jersey, and I don't eat McDonald's or Burger King too often, but I was running late. I didn't have anything to eat. So I go to the McDonald's on, he's at 140 on the parkway. If anybody lives in Jersey, they know what I'm talking about. So I ordered two cheeseburgers and a medium soda. Now, on the parkway, it's a little more money because they can screw you over and they do. So the girl says 850. I go, no, 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 no. Listen to me. In my head, it's about 475. Okay. She goes, no. The computer says 850. I go, listen to me. It's not 850. I'm not giving you 850. So she calls the manager over. The manager says, what's going on? The guy's giving me a hard time. In the meantime, the lion's backing out the freaking door. Now everybody's looking at me like I'm a freaking idiot. So I said, he said, what's the problem? I go, listen, I ordered two cheeseburgers and a medium 
wrote it, and she's telling me age 50. He goes, yeah, so the computer says, I go, listen to me, you're the manager, write the goddamn thing down, will you? So he writes it down, he goes, yeah, it should be 487. I go, that's what I'm complaining about. I'm not paying 850 or something, it's 487. So I said, how did she come up with 850? She gave you four cheeseburgers and a medium soda. I go, well, I only ordered two. So I don't know what the hell she did, but this I mean, how many people she mischarged and just went out the door because they were in a hurry, you know, they couldn't wait. So they paid without questioning it. I can do it in my head. I even said to him, I can do this in my head. It's about 475, what, you know, without tax, I don't know. And he goes, well, it's 487 actually. I go, oh, excuse me. I forgot 12 cents, excuse me. I said, but what I'm complaining about, I'm not paying 850 for something that's 487. So how many people overpaid that day for this jerk running the, that didn't know how to run the cash register properly? It's so sad, though, but growing up 20 years ago, we didn't rely on computers like they do today. Right. You can't even get right. your money back if the computer goes down. Computer and phone are making people stupid, okay? I worked in a company for 25 years, and I used to pick orders, handwritten and typewritten. You had to figure out what they were saying, and you had to know where everything was. Once the computer came in, if the computer went down, nobody could find anything. What do you mean you don't know where you're saying? I can't go without the VIN number, without the shelf number. I don't know where it is. Really? <laughs> I can pick it in my sleep. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know, if they, even if I got off the line, I still do the section well enough where I can pick it in my sleep and save, and save steps doing it. But because the computer went down, you can't pick all this. Get the hell out of here. Come on. That's bullshit. No, you're right. I love it when people just walking around and just like holding this handheld device. And I'm saying, gee, you know, they, they sell holders for that. Or I saw right. one blooper or a woman walk into an open manhole cover. Right. You know, That's happened in New York City. The lady walked into the, the, the basement, you know, the basement that has the, the bifold. Yeah. Call. And she flipped right over it. Right into the fucking basement. She fell right down the steps. And I'm sure you get people like they walk into plexiglass doors and walls and they're holding their oh, devices. They're walking people on the street. They're yeah. people on the street. Look at their phones. I've had that a couple of times where people almost get killed and they keep looking at their phone and go, wait, wait, stop. And they're just clueless and they'll keep going. Go oh, fuck it. Right, <laughs> right, right. So this is, I think this segment should be called How Stupid Are We Getting? Okay. How Stupid? How, 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 how Stupid Technology Is Making Us? Or How Stupid People are Just Are, period. <laughs> so you can't make this shit up. No, you really can't make I, this I, shit up. I think the best, the best thing is you can't make this shit up. You know what? You're really right. You can't fix stupid. That's right. I always say, Alan, that every child is born beautiful until... The parents bring them home and drop them on their head. They get programmed and they're just clueless. I mean, they can't go on Wheel of Fortune because they can't buy a vowel and they don't even have a clue right. what's going on. Right. The only thing they can do is do a vowel movement, probably. <laughs> well, here's an example. I, I took somebody to Jersey City, well, Mall, I don't know, the Mall of Jersey City. Well, yeah, I've been there, yeah. And I went into Macy's because I had to go to Newport Mall, sorry, Newport Mall. So I had to go to the bathroom. The only problem was I couldn't find anybody to ask where the bathroom was. I walked around for about seven minutes while I'm, I'm just about peeing in my pants, trying to, trying to find somebody to tell me where the bathroom is. <laughs> I cut down the staff so bad, and they do got staff that are hiding somewhere with a fucking uh, computer or a gun. They're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, helping the customers. Yes. I went to Outback one night to eat dinner, and bartender and another guy were talking about this game that was on the TV, okay? So the Yankee game was on, which I wanted to watch. They decided they're going to change the channel because they want to watch the Astros and the Cardinals because they got money on the Astros and the Cardinals. Now, I, got, I didn't say a word, okay? But when I got done, I said to the, I went to pay, I said, can I see the manager for a second? So I said to the man, let me ask you a question. What's the TV for? Is that not for the customers to enjoy? Yeah. yeah. I said, well, how come the bartender and this other guy decide without asking anybody, who's about six of us sitting around the bar? I said, not that it's a big deal. I said, but without asking us, they changed the channel because they got money on 
He goes, oh, that ain't right. I go, well, I'm telling you what went on. I can, tell, I can point you out to the guy that did it. I said, he's not even a bartender. He's a fucking waiter that had nothing to do because you were a little slow. Okay, and he turned the fucking channel. And which he should have touched the channel because he ain't even a bartender. But he did. Without even asking anybody else, he just decided, yeah, he had money on the game because he said that to the bartender. I got money on the Astros Cardinal game. So they, he turned the channel. In the meantime, I wanted to watch the Yankee game, and I didn't see the Yankee game. The guy, the guy says, that ain't right. He says, I'll, I'll pay something to him. I said, well, I'm, just, I'm not trying to be a bit, an asshole, but the TV is for the customers to watch and enjoy while they're eating. Well, you're right. And he says, yeah, that's exactly right. And if he did that, he's exactly wrong. I said, well, I hate to tell you, she, she, get, she get fucking fired, so she's the bartender. Because he let him do it. I don't care if he's friend or not. He goes, well, uh, the bartender is, you know, the, uh, you do whatever you want, but I'm just telling you what happened. So I'm sure you won't be going back there anytime soon to watch a Yankee game. Not that I'm not back anyway. <laughs> Tell me, what else, what's the pet peeve that you got, you know, that, that you, you get pisses you off? Uh, just stupid people, period. Which means I get pissed off a lot. Just, you know, my pet peeve is just, you know, people are funny. Just people are, people naturally are funny. Their habits, their, their, you know, just the things they do. It's just fucking funny. You watch people, which I do. I go into the city a lot. And if I see somebody with a strange haircut or something, that, you know, like a really weird haircut, I won't go up to them and say, hey, by the way, what'd you get your haircut? And when they come back, they go, why do you want to go? Because I don't want to go there, that's why. <laughs> so if you're here, they fucking lunch, that's for damn sure. Well, I'll cut it out. Let me have tell it. Okay. There's a black guy, a Chinese guy, sitting by the water, and the Chinese guy throws a rock, and he goes, ching chong chung. And the black guy says, that's pretty cool. So he throws it again, he goes, ching chong chung. And he goes, what's that mean? He goes, well, ching was my grandfather, chung was my, my great-grandfather, and the rest is my heritage. So the black guy says, you think I can do that? He says, yeah, take a rock and throw it to the water. So he does, and he goes, chimpanzee. <laughs> Till next time, your host, Stephen Segal. Till we meet again. Yeah, till we meet again. Till we meet again. As, as they say in Hollywood, this is a wrap. <laughs> <laughs>